Hi folks, welcome to Toss House and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And we're better known as the Delicious Duo. <laughs> Indeed. Today is episode 1208 of the podcast, The Bee Story. Buzz buzz. <laughs> I want to want to give a little note before we go into our normal sections because uh, last episode, when I did the drinks, I kind of, I was trying to guess what the drink was that Fraser pours for Lilith, and you asked, would our bartender friend know what this is? Because my guess was that it was the that it was a Glenmorangie, the Taste of Tokyo by Glenmorangie, because that's the one thing I could find that looked to be the right color. Yes, and at this level, like. Of what Fraser would be buying. It seems I was half right. By the way, also, I mispronounced it in the last one. It's it's Glenmorangie. And the reason I know that it's Glenmorangie is because I found an ad for it, and I heard the pronunciation by uh, Daphne's father himself, Brian Cox. And that's how I learned that it's pronounced Glenmorangie. Anyway, that was the thing I wanted to tell you about. I also asked, I went back to episode two to find out, is the scooch... Anything real? And they did not recognize that bottle as anything that actually exists. So, it's probably fake. No, I think that the the bartender has good, cho- like, has some, like, taste. and Also that. <laughs> and isn't buying something called Scooch? I mean, it, was, it wouldn't be called Scooch it anyway. It would be called Scooch. <laughs> but. That's our, that's our brand coming out soon (laughs) anyway moving on to we're listening uh where we respond to messages and such that you send us you can contact us by email at fraserpod at gmail.com you can message us on twitter and blue sky at fraser podcast uh or you can comment on you can go to tgifrk.com and you can comment on the uh, episode pages there we only have one email this week uh it's from Sean Holland. It's about Freddie's birthday. I agree, Sean. Why weren't we invited? Uh, for sure. I just jumped ahead too. <laughs> I just assumed that's what it was yeah, all about. I just about. won't even bother reading that part. We already yeah. responded to it. Uh, <laughs> as we've discussed many times, Dr. Sternen still absolutely owns. Yep. Amen. <laughs> she's always great in every episode she's ever in. I think my favorite line about Alan's suit was either the Jurassic Park one or the James Bond one. So good. So good. I do think the Jurassic Park one is the one that gets me the most, but, like, it's just all very good. Watching this episode, I was racking my brains, and I'm pretty sure they never say where Fraser and Lilith got married on either Cheers or Fraser. On Cheers, there is an episode where they have bachelor and bachelorette parties, but then they just say they're married a couple of episodes later... We definitely never hear anything about Aruba. Maybe we'll, we will hear about some kind of major rift that happened for 20 years between Alan and Fraser to explain his absence more fully. I feel like no. I feel like the idea is like Alan's been in the background of Fraser's life this entire time. And they're just using the wedding incident as an explanation for why we've never seen him. As a sort of like hand wavy, like. This is a ridiculous explanation, but we've got here's the thing. Someone we are familiar with also has never seen Alan. Here's an explanation for that. And you just go like, 
we all know it's ridiculous. We also just know that sometimes you have that friend that you don't talk to for 20 years <laughs> and then you d- are just talking to them. There's also that. I just really feel like they're just sort of lampshading it. They're just sort of like, ha, ah, here's a... Alan didn't wear a lampshade. It was a gauntlet. <laughs> I feel like Alan has absolutely worn a lampshade. Yes. At some point. 100% <laughs> Professor Rodney has worn a lampshade. <laughs> yeah. And hid in the corner. Yep. So they would not be bothered. Oh, I was thinking the other... Just to be more fun. Where, like, I'm the fun guy who's had a lot of drinks tonight. I'm wearing a lampshade. That's how you know that I'm fun. Alan's fun in that way. Right. That's the thing is, I don't think the person who wears a lampshade on their head actually is fun. I think they're just drunk and trying trying to be fun. Um. Um. But that's also not what lampshade is. You didn't say that (laughs) when it happened that one time. When we both wore lampshades I mean, and were just fun. so fun. That was fun. But those were some great lampshades. <laughs> Too true. That's um, not true. It's not true. Um, I was kind of expecting there, be, there to be a Patriots player cameo and Freddy got a football for a present, but I really expected it to be Gronkowski because he basically agrees to be in everything. Gronk. Yeah. He's literally in the Good Burger movie, Good Burger <laughs> 2, that they keep advertising on Paramount Plus before Frasier. You know the audience. They know. They <laughs> yeah, know, like, yeah. you know, loves Frasier, Good Burger, Good Burger fans. <laughs> and they're going to be psyched. <laughs> I mean, some of them will be really psyched. I mean, psyched. that's true. I, I didn't, I was a teen. I was firmly teen when... All all that and Good Burger yeah. was all happening. Yep. Yep. And I didn't have cable, so I, I couldn't be part of the fun. I was <laughs> firmly not invited, and I was left only to my lampshade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Surprised that lampshade was actually Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> he does everything. I thought it was Magic Johnson. <laughs> Were you Ferris Bueller? Phew! I don't know. And you didn't listen to our other podcast. <laughs> yeah, that makes no it's sense. like, you we cannot listen. go. No, we'll, we just, yeah, we'll, we'll just make a bunch of zingers that are so silly. Okay, go on. I really enjoyed that Lilith clearly looked up football in an encyclopedia, calling it the Vincent Lombardi Trophy. As a fan of Boston College sports, I really enjoyed the shot Frage took at them. Yep. <laughs> Sean, I, I, I'm always fascinated by the teams that... that you're a fan of i'm just, like everybody most people i know are fans of people from like where they live and where they're from and i'm very fascinated by the teams that i know that you're into in closing i'm trying very hard not to make a joke about diana's knowledge of butts and lilith being afraid of strange public holes i think i'm maturing <laughs> until next time i hope you guys enjoy a bucket of nachos <laughs> I just, wow, I had already <laughs> forgotten about the bucket of nachos, and now I'm mad all over again. <laughs> no, the thing was, I was just, I was just eating that random bucket of nachos. Mm-hmm. The important thing to remember is- I still don't, I just- I know that I said it. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't need to spend another 25 minutes talking about buckets. <laughs> it said it wasn't just, it wasn't a bucket of nachos. The bucket 
was used so that when it was removed, it was an upside-down bucket. So when it was removed, it was a tower of nachos. It wasn't like you were reaching into a bucket to eat nachos. A bucket was removed by the server, and you had a upside-down bucket-shaped tower of nachos. I feel like this is the pinnacle of America that you're <laughs> describing. Uh-huh. It is really quite disgusting. It's yeah. just the worst. I'm pretty sure it was literally that this bowling alley that we were at took the idea from Guy Fieri. I'm pretty sure it's a Guy Fieri thing that they just also oh. do. Could be Sandra Lee. No, no, I'm, like, literally, I think it's a Guy Fieri. Oh. Oh. Like, I'm pretty sure that's a thing from, like, one of his restaurants or something that they took. Cool. Like. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Why weren't there sunglasses on my nachos? (laughs) I want my money back. (laughs) Did they get melted in the bucket? They might have. Oh no! They just they 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 blowtorch a a single pair of sunglasses in every order bucket nachos, and among the group, you each get one to consume one pair of backwards sunglasses. (laughs) <laughs> you can't tell it's backwards. You can. It tastes different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So writers for this episode, or writer for this episode, we have uh, Miles Woods. Guy Ferrari. <laughs> Miles Woods, who prior to this had Mostly only written for animated shows, so wrote 10 episodes of a show called Farzer. Okay. How do you spell that? F-A-R-Z-A-R. Okay. It's kind of like Frasier. I was going to say, easy to mispronounce this Frasier. Nine episodes of a show called Little Demon, which is Aubrey Plaza show. Okay. And two episodes of Archer. Interesting. Yeah. Director on this episode, you might have heard this one before, Kelsey Grammer. Never heard of him. Uh, he plays uh, Darius Emmanuel Crouch the uh, Third in Money Plane. Oh, right, right. Okay. He's also yeah, in yeah, that yeah, submarine yeah. movie. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. AKA The Rumble. <laughs> Wait, that's the same on Money Plane? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's oh that's God. him saying that, by the way. Oh, Darius obviously. Emmanuel Crouch the Third, aka Grouch. Sorry, I keep saying Crouch. Grouch. To be clear, his last name is Grouch. <laughs> Darius Emmanuel Grouch the Third, aka the Rumble. That's how he says his name. That's what he says his name is. He says, aka the Rumble, out loud with his mouth. <laughs> By the way, I they just re-released the How Did This Get Made About That, and I need to say that the, his entire time filming that was in a single Sunday morning. They had to start super early, because they are filming, like, at his house, I think. And at Kelsey Grammer's house? I think so, or whatever house they were filming it at, the neighbor was gonna, there was a loud dog that would come out and start barking, and the neighbor would start mowing his lawn, 
So, uh, so they had to record the entire thing before the neighbor came out to start recording because they were just to start mowing. <laughs> so they had to actually- <laughs> Because the entire thing, so the entire his entire part in that movie, and he's a very prominent character, was filmed in a single Sunday morning before the neighbor came out to start mowing his lawn. I had no idea that's <laughs> what that No Doubt song was about. Wow, yeah, Sunday morning. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh! Can you? Ma- I I just for some reason I just feel like that wouldn't fly in Hollywood where you're like, well. We're here at this person's house, and they got a barking dog and a lawnmower man. We and we gotta like get. We're here at three a.m. so we can get this done before the lawn mowing starts at eight a.m. So get on it, Fraser. Look in a movie like Money Plane, where your number one actor is Kelsey Grammer, your number two actor is Joey Lawrence, and your number three is it's a, Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. Why did I forget this yeah. or not know? Joey Lawrence's brother directed the movie. Which one? Matthew? No. Or Andy? No. Oh, Andy? Maybe Andrew? Andy. Maybe it's the one I don't know. There are all three. We're in things. Come on. Didn't you see Brotherly Love? Come on. The I show where they were like in set in Philadelphia where I believe someone was a car mechanic. <laughs> of course. Uh, so I guess Andrew then. I know Matthew. That's the youngest one. Yeah. Because there could Matthew's be an the older one, from, one that I don't know about, but I thought Joey was oldest. Matthew's the one that was in that. Uh, the, in no that doubt. W- what? This <laughs> is <Mrs>. Doubtfire. <laughs> I was gonna say that weird horror movie. It's like the glass went Pulse. into her eye. Yeah. Um, it was a fork. Fork. Whatever. Gosh, come on. I know. Um, <laughs> it was in a garbage disposal. Please. So the third one. And also, Joey Lawrence was also in Pulse. I know. That's really important. <laughs> okay. So, we are Andrew not Lawrence is talk the director about- and acts in the movie, but your top three actors in that movie are basically, like, they're Kelsey Grammer, Joey and Andrew Lawrence, and then a wrestler from, like, WWE Raw. You mean the younger brother? Yeah. Oh, it's Joey and Andrew? Yes. Okay, hold up. I 100% want to see this movie. <laughs> I didn't know it had the Lawrence brothers in it. Yes, it has two of three Lawrence brothers, and that... not the two you think. What's the third Lawrence brother, the one mowing the lawn? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, gosh, I really hope so. Uh, and then just, like, a wrestler as, like, the main character. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thomas Jane from, like, Hung and the Punisher is, like, as like a guy you would not recognize as Thomas Jane, apparently. There's I don't know. There's a there's a weird cat. It's a weird cast and a weird movie. And Kelsey Grammer's the biggest name in it. And so if he says you got to come here first thing in the morning on a Sunday and film my like Skype scenes before this guy starts mowing his lawn, he had Skype scenes. Most of the movie is him just talking at a computer where the main characters are going to see him talking to them. <laughs> okay, I didn't know you're describing a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, you can cut all of the no, sound I'm put in the bonus. Nope, nope, but we should start talking about the actual episode. I don't keep want to anymore. I want to keep talking about this because nothing is going to, it's not going to live up to the we expectations. Should, we should do it as a bonus at the end of the season. Okay, fine. <laughs> you heard it here, said okay, fine, so it's committed. <laughs> we got two more episodes to do and then the money plane episode. Okay, but only if we also do that submarine movie. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're gonna have to do an explicit tag if we do the uh, if we actually do Money Plane for the first time ever. No, we'll do it in a PG way. <laughs> okay. Anyway, time to talk about the B story. Okay, buzz buzz. Which and I love that I was talking early on about how. The early episodes of this didn't really have a B story. And then they have an episode literally called The B Story. I know, because these people have listened to our podcast. Know, somehow they listened, they were And listening. they've also anticipated everything that we would talk about <laughs> on this podcast, which is freaky. So I can only assume that they have found the orb and are from the future. Nope, they fed every episode of our podcast into an AI, and they figured out what we were going to say about it, and then they responded to it ahead of time. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> it really is. Good job. Good job, and thank you. This B at the beginning uh-huh. is too big for Boston. It's too big. It's, like, it's a terrifying it's, B. It's so big, it's like terrorizing the city right now remember in 2020 when there were also murder hornets wasn't that real oh it was real but yeah I'm but saying. anyways i guess that's what was happening in boston <laughs> yeah. then because that was like a 10 foot bee flying around <laughs> it was just um in our saint patrick's day parade we just have a giant <laughs> bee float it has escaped uh-huh very popular. Extremely popular. This is not, that's not real. <laughs> All right, so we're starting in uh, Fra- Fraser's classroom. Indeed we are. He's handing out papers, a student from his first class. She was the one that asked the first question. Mm-hmm. Thanking Professor Crane, but he ain't a professor. He's, <laughs> uh, I'm sure I wrote down the entire thing. He gives a very long um, title, and she's just like, Okay, Mr. Crane. He's like, no, doctor is fine. Because obviously you don't need to say the entire thing, but also you cannot say Mr. Crane. Incorrect. I didn't, do you really have to do this whole thing to get a professor title? I didn't know that that was a real thing. I thought a doctor and professor were interchangeable. Yeah, I I think you have to, I, I know it's very complicated to get a professorship. It's far more complicated to get tenure as a professor. But you need to be a professor to get tenure. You might you have to be on a tenure track and all this like but like to yeah, just to be a professor is definitely a complicated thing. You have to get you do have to do with this kind of stuff and get in front of a board and, and be become a professor. Okay, so then I don't think I've ever had a class taught by an actual professor, mm-hmm. which is strange. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you have. 
But I would say, like, that that title is just pretentious and means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Much like a lot of society. Yep. Everything that Fraser cares about is nothing. Yeah. I think we're going to learn a lot about that in this episode. Because we all know, you know what we need? People fighting fires. What we don't need? TV. I almost said TV psychic. And I would be wrong <laughs> about that because I think we need more of those. Mm-hmm. Do you? No, probably not. I think we need fewer TV psychics, honestly. Okay, but Daphne was great. Oh, I don't mean fictional TV characters who are psychic. I mean TV psychics. Real life people who claim to be psychics who are on TV. Sure. I have no problem with fictional TV psychics. So, all TV psychics. (laughs) Fictional characters. On TV, who are psychic. Okay. Not people on TV who are fictionally psychic. Right, right. <laughs> A real also, tongue twister. Yeah. Also, next we also get, uh, so this is Roger. We never get his name in this, but it's in the credits. The hockey guy? The hockey guy. Roger. Real nervous about his grade. He's on thin ice. Some hockey lingo. <laughs> 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 and if he gets a bad grade, then he, he, he's going to get benched. But uh, David's not worried. He's never had anything but an A in his entire life. Ever. It's like, I'm always like, is that true? Is that, has anyone ever, never gotten anything but an A? Yes. Yes. But really? A hundred percent. I definitely, like, went to school. I had to argue with teachers that would, would like, they were going to mess up my GPA average because they refused to, like, give me... A gr- They're like, I refuse to give you 100. I'm like, yeah, but why? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Because the patriarchy... <laughs> I know they, what, they weren't even the patriarchy. I just, assumed, <laughs> I just blame it all on it. <laughs> yeah. I just mean, like, on even on assignments. And I understand some people may have gotten an A on every class but you've never gotten anything but an but an a on an assignment um yeah that was me you never got anything but a's on every assignment no i definitely no there was definitely a moment my senior year where i definitely failed a test <laughs> mm-hmm but I'm pretty sure that my teacher gave me, like, a 70, so I passed or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, at a certain point, that's why I had to, that's why I became studious. Mm-hmm. But I also went to schools that didn't have grades. I'm not a good example for this. I'm, like, a weird kid, so don't just... My experience is not a normal person's experience, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But I also think grades are just totally arbitrary and nonsense. So, like, David, get over it, because your B isn't going to matter when you're 45. Right. And also do crime. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got a ways to that, but I love that. I love that. And yeah, because basically, what happens is both Roger and David are are having different reactions to the fact that they got to be on this paper. And I love when Roger's like, "We're brain twins," and goes to do the high five, and David just like just flinches, like as a, 
He's still terrified of what's about to happen. Cause he's he ain't never seen a high five in his life. He's seen a high five that just happened <laughs> earlier. When? That David did? I don't know. Fraser nearly got knocked down by a missed high five with Freddy. <sighs> and we know Fraser and Niles have f- failed at some high fives in the past, but I don't know that David's ever seen one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, David in his life has never seen like, a high it, five? Seen one coming has at him. Has he never watched the Sandlot? I mean, seen one coming at him. Coming in his direction that he actually understood. And could participate in. I don't know. That's like every time someone gives me a high five, I feel the this exact moment of panic. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? I'm not prepared. <laughs> I've never been prepared for a high five. I do not like giving ha- high fives. Look at the elbow is a weird thing. <laughs> That's new for me. Mm-hmm. And it makes me nervous. <laughs> when I hit your elbow. <laughs> I... I def- there was definitely a part of my life where I was not good at doing a high five. I played a little bit of amateur baseball as an adult, and now I- I'm like, I'm I'm comfortable with a high five. I did enough high fives with that team. Is it because you were like, we only do high fives, no pats on the butt? <laughs> nah. I mean, I don't know if the team really did a lot of butt pats. But, but that, I mean, you either are a high five team or a butt pat team, I believe. <laughs> Yeah. Sports are all about high fives. If you've played a sport, then you are a high five champion. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope they, do they call them high fives in everywhere? Do they do high fives in everywhere? What do you mean by uh, everywhere? Around the world. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you call it in other languages. Because I definitely feel like I've watched... A foreign film, like I definitely watch. I'm pretty sure watched a movie that was like set in India where they did a high five. Uh-huh. But I don't think I've ever seen a French film where they do high fives. But I don't recall. I don't recall. Maybe I wasn't watching that kind of movie. Yeah, I would say I feel like you would see a high five in French. I just don't know what you would in call French. it. In like a French th- like film, th- like or just French people. I think we'd do a high five. Yeah, I'm but just, I just don't know if I'm you really would call curious it, about that. If it now. would literally translate to a to high and five. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm suddenly I can't remember the word for high. Because you're high. I'm not high. We're not doing that episode of Frasier. Whatever, Tall Bachman. <laughs> we should move on to the in the episode. So I, I don't think that's the same. Is it Tall Bachman? Yeah. Oh, okay. She's so high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're in Frazier and Alan's office. Olivia's there. Frazier's getting real, like, buttery. Because he's got a uh, request. He wants to get in front of the board and uh, and, and become a professor. Because he thinks it just sounds better. Doctor's so clunky. But I love the, when Alan is like, I know that look. Mm-hmm. Frazier wants something. And he's like, oh, do you want somebody like to read your memoir? Mm-hmm. Where the notes were like... Fraser says we're less, we're like more Alan. Yeah. And he's like, that's not what I said. I said less Fraser. <laughs> yeah. In Fraser's memoir. I think we actually did say this in our other podcast. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Literally, one of our things about Fraser was that it needed a little less Fraser. And more Alan. And I <laughs> and more, agree. It turns out it needed more Alan. I love Alan. Yeah. 
But yeah, he does want to be a professor. It just sounds better, you're right. Yeah. I love how like Olivia is all like, you know, they don't just give the professorships out to any Tom, Dick, or Alan. Yeah. And Alan's like, oh, I have a class right now, but my shoes are off, so meh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Alan, they're going to leave in 15 minutes, so... <laughs> yep. Yeah, but I guess that's part of why I started, like, going off on the difference between uh, what it takes to get a prof- be professor versus getting tenure, because I realized, like, it's not just that he's a... Pro- you can be a professor and not be on a tenure track. So, it's... Alan's thing isn't just... The professor thing, it's being having tenure, but also, yeah, like, he shouldn't probably have either. Why not? Because he doesn't want to teach his class if he's got his shoes off already. Who does? <laughs> um, okay, well, we find out that... Okay, what's Olivia's name? For some reason, I thought it was Olivia Finch, but is it Olivia Price? No, it's Finch. Are you sure? Yeah. Is there somebody else named Price in this? I don't think so. I don't know what I'm mixing up in my head. But I love how Olivia is like, oh, well, you know, I am I have a meeting with the provost, Provost Sharma later, uh-huh. who we saw, like, at the club. Right. I didn't know that I was going to hear the word provost so much on the show. Uh-huh. And it just makes me think about cheese. <laughs> uh-huh. Because it turns out I don't know what a provost is, but I know what provolone is. Yes, same. Oh, there was a thing earlier that I enjoyed. I really enjoyed when Alan was yes. like, when Fraser's trying to argue that he should have, there should be some way for him to get in front of the board. And Alan's like, you know, we have the same, look, Olivia, we have the same level of education and same experience as psychiatrist. We're basically doing the same jo- job, except I'm a professor and he's not. And... Olivia asks if that means he thinks it's unfair. He's like, no, I'm just gloating. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. Excellent. And I love Olivia's, like, uh, thing of being like, oh, it would be unethical for me to tell you where we're meeting, but, you know, is tapping and making all of these gestures to the tablet, like, oh, if there was some way you could look at my calendar, <laughs> right. and it couldn't be more obvious, and, like, Fraser's <laughs> just totally missing it. Yeah. And I really love this, where she just has to say, like, look at the tablet over <laughs> right. there, please. <laughs> yeah. And I she love that. so hard to be coy, and it just does uh, not work at all. I love that. Um, Just because Fraser tries to be coy but often it doesn't work either mm-hmm. and so that was very funny to me yep. oh my gosh i love everything about the next scene yeah at mahoney's yep. one, one for, for the, the roads <laughs> and that's funny because road scholar right but is it called road scholar because it's something to do with rhode island i think it's something to do somebody with roads. roads i think roads is in greece they got roads everywhere, baby. <laughs> zoom, zoom. <laughs> so, so to start, yeah, we got we got a drunk Freddy. Uh, you you know, know, doing a bit of pontificating. Yeah, talking about Kierkegaard. Uh huh. Did you know what this was before Tiny said something? Kierkegaard. No, what he was talking about. Pontificating. No. 
So Freddy's drunk and he's talking to all the firefighters. He's talking about Kierkegaard and he's like, Kierkegaard argued that life is a struggle. So in essence, searching for a son is nothing more than a reclamation of purpose. But once completed, life loses all meaning. Uh-huh. Did you know what he was talking about when he was talking about that? Like an ethical? No, because then Tiny goes like, wow, and I thought Finding Nemo was just about fish. Oh, did I know he was talking about Finding Nemo? Yeah. No. I, I was like, is this about Finding Nemo? Wait, you knew? Uh-huh. How? Because <laughs> he's, talking about, he's do- talking about this big philosophical idea, right? And he's talking about somebody trying to find his son. And so I was like, okay, this is gonna, the punchline is going to be what he's talking about. So it's going to be something silly about someone looking for his son. This is about Finding Nemo. I absolutely did not get that. <laughs> okay. I was like, I feel like that's not... I just happy I knew uh, that was an ethics person. I was uh-huh. like, this is an ethics thing I remember. Uh-huh. And Olive Fraser experiencing this for the first time. Okay, but we need to talk about how, like, Moose calls him, like, he gets wicked smart. Yeah. I think that happens after, like, Fraser shows up, but I just yeah. wanted, I just wanted to say that Moose is wicked smart. Uh-huh. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Fraser asks, are you, what's happening here? Are you pontificating? And that's what Moose is like, yeah, when he gets drunk, he gets wicked smart. <laughs> and then, you know, like, yeah, there's so much good here. Like, when, then Eve explains that, like, no, he's just, Freddy's just smart. It just comes out when he's drunk. Like Moose's accent. I don't love Moose being like, you know, accent, that's slander, that's malarkey. That's, oh, I hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because, like, he's always got a Boston accent, but it was mm-hmm. definitely thicker in that scene. Yeah. But, like, he's always got one. Yeah, that's really funny. But that's also the thing is, like, oh, my accent comes out more when I'm drinking. That is, like, mm-hmm. the thing everyone says. Yeah. And believes to be true. I mean, I've definitely met people whose Boston yeah, accent comes out more when they're drinking. Probably the same person. No. <laughs> also, like, I definitely had a friend who I knew in Maine who, like, I would have said did not have a Maine accent, and then I stayed at his, like, with his family one weekend, and uh-huh. suddenly it came out all weekend and i was like i have never heard this from you but the moment he was around his family who suddenly talking about door yards and all sorts <laughs> it was just of things like, every r disappeared as soon as he was like at amazing home. yeah um i love the fraser being like being like my dear boys you know like it's him yeah. my darling son is back <laughs> yeah and i i <sighs> yeah He's never gone, Fraser. He's never gone. Yeah. I also think it's funny how this is called the B story, where we have the thing about David getting a B, uh-huh. but then there's also a beehive right. at the apartment, mm-hmm. and that is another type of bee right. terrorizing everyone. So it's very amusing mm-hmm. that the B story is bees. Yep. It's bees. And bees. Yeah. The the B story is a bee. Mm-hmm. The, the A C story is, a bee. is bees. The A story is the bee. professorship. 
Is that oh okay, sure, sure. But the bee story there's a lot of bees. A lot of bees. A lot of bees in this story. There's also like I, I did like when when Eve's telling him that there's a beehive in the front entrance. Uh he's like, Oh Fraser's like, Oh, I'm a Freudian therapist. You need a behavioral therapist. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm working extra shifts to buy a crib for my infant son. So I will say, okay, I do have to say to that though. Um, you're not paying rent. You live in Boston, and you're not paying rent. It's probably a lot easier. I don't to know save how them. much you get as a bartender. I'm just saying, if she was already paying half also, of the rent on this I'm place, I'm sorry. I guess I know that we shouldn't just assume that Fraser should pay get a crib, but also he's rich. Yeah, and I'm just like. Nah, I'm gonna just get you a crib. But I guess she did seal the, like, immersion blender. Mm-hmm. And he just bought a new one. So mm-hmm. whatever. There are a dime a dozen to freeze. He doesn't <laughs> right. care. Yeah. He can just buy... Think about all the cribs he can get for the non-existent babies he has. <laughs> right. Except, okay. of course, for his son, Freddy. He got Freddy a new crib. It was a extremely expensive yak bed. Crib. Yeah, a yak crib, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to my crib. <laughs> it's where my yak's at. <laughs> I sound just like Freddy. <laughs> In the worst Boston accent I've ever heard. Okay, so Fraser's also like, hey, Eve, make me look like a like a alcoholic genius over here. Cause the provost is showing up. Yeah. And I need you to get me this hikibiki, hikibiki, hikibiki. Twenty-one. I have to say, uh, he would not look all that refined to somebody who actually cares about like refined alcohol and things. Calling it a hibiki instead of hibiki. Yeah, because this is a Japanese word. H i b i k i. It's not hibiki. Oh, we need to talking about Japanese words. We need to talk about Freddy. When <laughs> Fraser asks Freddy if he still knows French, mm-hmm. Bien sûr, Papa. <laughs> oh. And I love Moose's response. It's just like he sounds just like that candle from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Moose is my favorite. I mean, oh. I think Eve's my favorite, but Moose is up there as my favorite. Who's your favorite, Eve? Eve. Okay, but I love when Tiny also brings up that not only does he get wicked smart, Mm -hmm. he does close-up magic (laughs) Uh when he's drinking, and who, I know they all hate close-up magic, they hate it, and you know what, maybe I hate it too. (laughs) I don't know, there's some stuff that Freddy does in this that I'm like, that'd be rad every time. I don't, I can't, no, I'm on the fence. Because I've had a person try to do magic at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, close to magic like that. And I was like, no. That literally does not impress me, and I hate you. <laughs> but I might be impressed by s- somebody else I actually liked. Mm-hmm. The last thing he does in this scene, I'd be impressed with. Like, I was like, Chris Angel, I've seen your show. <laughs> I don't want a ring in my ice cube. <laughs> right. Leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't sign the like release form to be on this episode. <laughs> right. Anyway, Provost Sharma and Olivia show up. Fraser happens to run into them. 
Um, oh, what a coincidence. Yeah. I love how then Sharma's immediately talking about like his like reservations about meeting at a bar mm-hmm. and he's sensitive about the faculty drinking. Uh-huh. And then Alan's yelling across the bar yeah. to Frazier. <laughs> yeah. Obviously like, drunk Alan screaming yes. Frazier's name. And then <laughs> Freddie being like, hi, dad, I'm very drunk now. But only after Eve. Sharma is like, oh, I don't, I don't want the faculty to be out drinking all the time. You know, like, I don't, I, that looks bad for, for us. Yeah. Cause that's when Eve shows up with both the Bordeaux that Fraser originally ordered and the Hibiki 21. Hi. Yeah. He's our best customer. Oh my gosh. He's like everything in here. And then he tries to pretend that that's not true. Yeah. Then also David comes in here and is just like, oh, here you are, always at the bar. Yeah, I knew I'd find you here. And I, I love Fraser being like, no, I, I don't believe in drinking. I barely drink at all. Just like yeah. all these people one by one showing how much he enjoys. A drink. Yeah. Uh, considering we literally, the one consistent section of our podcast is tracking the drinks that they drink in it, the the idea of him trying to pretend he doesn't really drink is hilarious to me. Agreed. Like, there's uh, there's almost never been an, an episode where we didn't have any drinks to track. So the idea of him being like, oh, I don't really drink is hilarious to me. I also wanted to mention, I like when they first show up and Fraser sees them and says, and he says to Provost Sharma, like, you make Provost Dubois look like Provost Rigby. Because, like, yeah, I get it. Who likes a Rigby? <laughs> I love when Freddy comes up and, like, Fraser just says, oh, you know, townies. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, when he's like, dad, 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 like, multiple, so many times, and <laughs> then he, like, tries to act like he's just some townie. Like, I, I don't know. I've definitely been at a bar where people just, like, joined our table to be part of the conversation. I mean, sure. They were very, you know, they were drinking. They had had a few. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they... Decided to have a conversation with us, and yeah. that's always entertaining. Sure. That could be fun. Those people Sometimes. have never called me dad. Not yet. <laughs> Sweet 20 years, baby. <laughs> um, I don't uh, know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Uh, I just thought that the, you might look more like a dad in like 20 years. Oh, uh, okay. I like mean, I'll be look closer older. to Frazier's age in 20 years. Also, I just call every old, older, older person dad. Just anyone that could be my parent. I'm just like, Dad! Just like at the shops. Right. Dad and his mouth over here. And everyone's like, what's happening? Because this person's dad. I'm like, I mean, you. Uh, and I'm like, you have to leave our store. <laughs> Causing ruckus, and I'm like, Dad, why would you kick me out of your store? <laughs> I was gonna buy something, Dad. I, Dad, 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 I, I need stuff at the store, Dad. <laughs> so anyway, they uh, Olivia and 
Provo trying to leave. Dad, no! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So David can talk to Fraser and Fraser hates David. I know. But I hates him. I know. But I do love when he David's talking about like never having a getting a B in his life and he's just like, What's next? I get a face tattoo that says do crime. Okay. Can we talk about do crime? <laughs> the most famous quote in my head is "Be gay, do crime." Uh huh. Does David? I don't. Think I that's don't what think he's David. I think it is. I, I think David. No, I okay, think that- David has an idea that you're supposed to like girls, but mm-hmm. maybe David doesn't like girls. I would not be surprised if. The writers were referencing that. I don't think David was. No, I don't think David the character was. Yeah. I do believe the writers could yeah. be referencing that. Yeah. I mean, we know that David seemingly doesn't have any experience with girls and like is looking up to Freddie for that. Mm-hmm. But I also think he's like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Could be. Absolutely could I mean, be. that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like this episode proves it even more. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely more signs in this of that, for sure. Like, but also the idea that a bee is like being just like, you might as well just be a hardened criminal yeah. at that point. Right. And and that's what I was going to say. I mean, just is- make a podcast. Come on, David. Come on. <laughs> Right, so that's what I was going to say, is that I like how Fraser tries to say, like, it's the second highest grade you can get, so, like, obviously it's fine. And then when David asks, like, have you ever gotten one, he's like, well, I'm not at the bottom of the Charles with a pocket full of rocks, so obviously no. Who says that? Fraser. When David asked him if he ever got a B, because obviously he'd basically be, like, some mafia, like, level Why? Okay, criminal. hold up, hold up. Why did Boulder got him? Yeah, because he's obviously just, he would be living a life of crime, too, if if, if he got to be. That's not true. Yeah, I know. It's obviously not true. But that's what he's saying. It's like, he's trying to say that it's not a big deal, but obviously he feels I mean, the same way. I mean, maybe he wouldn't be rich. Maybe he'd be living on the green line. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, he obviously feels you know the, the same way. You know the B-line? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he obviously feels the same way David does. While trying to also act like it's ridiculous, David thinks that way. Professors don't care. That's for sure. You think that's true? I mean, look. He's not a professor. I'm sorry. Dr. Crane doesn't care. Actually. And I think he should give a B to the person because should David really be in his class since he's been related? Since he's related? How is that? eh. That's like not nepotism. It happens. Well, if then he should 100% be giving him an A. And also, <laughs> do we really think that Niles is that... Okay, like, David brings up Niall, like, his father's gonna get upset, and he's yeah. he basically is talking about having severe, like, traumatic affiliations with, like, failing yeah. and, like, getting a B grade. Like, he thinks he's gonna be... Something bad, he's gonna be okay. punished. Okay. Here, okay, I need to say, I think through kind of uh, some thoughts that I, I need to talk through some thoughts I have about this. Okay. Because I think the way he talks about 
punishment in this. The way most father figures, actual fathers, father type characters, or whatever, do the sort of punishments that he's acting like are happening, I do not believe Niles would do. Right? Like, there's no way. Like, Niles is not the, the like, hardened, like, monster that David's acting like no, he is in this. No, he's not, like... You you can't eat dinner and you have to live in the shack in the backyard right. or something. Not something that's like the worst of humanity. Right. Um, apparently, what's the worst? Niles is going to U Penn. Right. I do feel like Niles has a way of being subtly cutting. That if you grew up around that your entire life, but what would feel like the worst thing a person could say to you? But that's such a terrible way to raise somebody yeah. to be scared, so scared that you get this is not okay. Yeah, I don't think, and I also think it's incredibly normalized mm -hmm. within like our society is that. If you get a B, your parent will get really mad at you. Yeah. And that is stupid. Right. I Just... don't think I, I I don't agree with this characterization. No, but I also think it's David like Yeah. Like blowing it out of proportion. Right. But that could also be a thing where But we also don't know if he is. That's probably because he has been his whole life. And Niles has never noticed, and Daphne has never noticed. About what? That David's entire life, he's been responding to the sort of things that Niles and says. Yes, like because the you're most incredibly anxious and strange, but then you don't feel comfortable enough to be yourself in front of your parents, so then you just hide all the fact that you're totally like anxious constantly all the time? Yeah, that's normal, uh, Dave. But that's Daphne, just normal. Daphne's psychic. She can't feel this. No, Daphne is not psychic all the time. She never feels this pain also, coming from her son. He, also, David says that Daphne is an angel, which yeah. makes it sound like Daphne died. <laughs> but I know, also, but I think Daphne would have one-on-ones with David that would be excluding Niles uh -huh. to be like, I love you. Your dad is just stupid. Right. Which means... She would have then talked to Niles, and he they would realize that like this these things are not. But he has neuroses. Yeah, whatever that means. I just think I think I I have trouble. I just I have trouble believing that this character would grow up actually being this frightened of Niles and his reaction to a single know. bee. We don't know. I know what we don't Niles know. I know we don't. Like. I know we don't. I just have trouble believing this one particular aspect of this. I don't have trouble believing that. I guess that that. Well, Niles to me has always been a pushover. So, but it also makes sense to me. I don't think Daphne is, and mm -hmm. so Daphne would definitely have some kind of rules. And they would definitely be pretty hard on education. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I just think David is weird on his own. I just, I'm not saying they didn't add to it. They're clearly weirdos mm -hmm. on their own. 
Uh, and, and they contributed to this bundle of nerves that we're witnessing here. Yeah. Where are we in this episode? So, anyway, so Dave is trying really hard to get an A on his paper. Fraser tells him that he can write a second paper and it will take an average of the two grades. Um, okay, is Fraser saying he's naming his memoir Fraser Crane, a hero mid journey? Becoming Fraser Crane. A hero mid-journey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's his current working title for his memoir. Because uh, Olivia comes back to the bar and explains that, like, Fraser has no chance of becoming a professor this year. He should just cut his losses, try again next year. Like, this was the worst possible way this could have gone. And Fraser is just like, hmm, hmm. Or... I'll just try harder. A wild Fraser scheme emerges. Yeah. And so they're going to try that instead. They're going to try a wild Fraser scheme. Um meanwhile, David and Freddie mm-hmm. are going to become BFF. Yeah. Um cuz Freddie's drunk enough to be good at writing a uh, helping write a paper about Skinner. Except that he always is. Well, yes. He just doesn't w- want to or doesn't he's letting it out yes he's not masking yeah right he's not hiding the fact that he's smart yeah i love when freddie does the like averages of his grade to Mm -hmm. be like well even if you get 100 you're not gonna like you need to get 100 yeah or the otherwise you're just gonna like get a b plus right and moose being like Oh, you're good at numbers. We should get you to Atlantic City. Because, you know, I have a cousin there and he could use some help on his taxes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that you think it's for, like, gambling reasons. But he's just like, nah. I just, I, he just needs help with his taxes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and then, oh, yeah, like. This is when the close-up magic is revealed also for the first time. Yes. And I love Freddie being like, because when David offers to give him a, like, be mm-hmm. a stationary driver going home, and he's like, okay, but I just refilled my drink. Mm-hmm. And then he puts a handkerchief over it and it's like, pulls it away and he's like, or did I? And it's just gone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, that's the thing where I'd be like, I'd be impressed every time. Okay. <laughs> I am impressed. Uh-huh. Where does it go? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did the handkerchief drink that up real fast? Is that a sham wow? Because wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He just soaked up the entire drink it's, and then flung it across the It's just like popping up in the background like. Yeah. What you don't see is the like arc of beer that comes flinging off of it as he whips it away. It's Alan in the face. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, Niles is, like, doing the whole, like, um, Uncle Niles, because David's talking about Uncle Niles saying, you Uh know, they're talking about his dad saying, I'm going to send you to trade school, and that's what he calls you, Penn, Uh and he says he needs to write this paper on Skinner, and Freddie's like, that sure sounds fun, I love Skinner, let Uh me go off on this. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Behaviorism. Bees. <laughs> Behaviorism. And, and then David kidnaps kidnaps Freddie to, Basically. to write a paper, essentially. Because mm-hmm. they're going to have a fun time. Yeah. I do like when they 
<laughs> like there's something very funny to me about how thing uh, I like a joke that's built off just something being so weirdly worded where when when they wake up like when, when Freddie wakes, wakes up, up and to the sound of the printer going and like he's like did I sleep here and he's like but there wasn't much sleeping we banged all night the paper out I don't know why I worded it like that. Like it's so. Like, like, I love. I love that. I love it because it's so weird. Like it's such a like it's nobody so weird. would ever say that that I way. I don't know, but and, you definitely say like I banged out the paper. Right, I banged out the paper. We banged out this paper would be totally fine. We banged all night. This paper would be such a weird thing uh, look, to say. He and is I love it is really good looking. <laughs> Yeah, I, know. I mean, I mean, this is not Ferris Bueller, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or Game of Thrones for that matter. Right? Yeah, no, I just really enjoyed that. What I I don't love is the next thing that happens. Okay, it's the next time we see Sara. It's the uh, first time we've seen Sara since their the... exclusive study buddies. Yeah, I was like. This is this is a tired joke, yeah, and is weird. Yeah. I don't understand this. Were they actually yeah. not just study buddies? Were they something more than that? No, I think they are study buddies because Freddie starts to say because he's like, "We actually we're cousins. We we actually have met. You're his." Uh, and that's when Sarah cuts in to say, "Study buddy." Uh huh. So I think like the fact that. Freddy's there studying and doing... Paper. So you can't hang yeah. out? That's... I mean, maybe this is supposed to be funny, but it didn't, just, it didn't like, hit... It doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't it land. Didn't, it didn't work for me. Yeah. It, it was a little meh. I get mm -hmm. it. I get it. Ha ha. Ha ha. But no. Yeah. Because... I, like, I, I, I do think that people will think this joke is funny. I think it's trite. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm now using that word as it's been used on my own writing. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, it's I don't I just don't love it. It's I don't uh, love it either. I just think like it could have been some other misunderstanding. Maybe it's just I I'm I'm not writing the show <laughs> and I don't know how many ideas they went through or what happened. Yeah. No, I a thing I do Maybe kind of, an element there is an element that I find they're interesting. They're also not dating, so right. that's kind of refreshing in yeah. a way that they're study buddies. Right. They're just, they they're two people who met in a bar who you assume some sort of date thing happened, but it seems like no, they're just study buddies. And I'm like, I kinda like that because it would be so easy to just assume that that's what ended up happening, but that part I like. I just don't like the... Also, when is she showing up? Mm-hmm. Is it like, what time in the morning is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because Freddy's just woken up. Yeah, well, I mean, he was real drunk last night. You wake up at weird times. I know, and I'm assuming it's his day off from yeah. his fire job. <laughs> right. Plus, it, uh, it's gotta be... His job firing people. <laughs> that's how. That's something else. Plus, I think this is a Saturday. It is? Yeah, because they just had class the day before. Remember, that's okay. where David gets the paper back. 
Oh, and they have the whole weekend. He has a weekend. Or he said he paper? had the weekend, but then he said he was going to give it to get it to Fraser tomorrow. So Freddie oh, and David yeah. went back to David's dorm, wrote this paper. But then we don't actually see David giving the paper until the next class, which is Monday. So is like, it, doesn't it the end next up- class? Yeah, because it's when. No, I thought he goes over earlier. No, because he tries to give it. We'll, we'll get there, but it, it, okay, it's the okay. next thing that happens. It, we, okay, and now we jump to uh, Fraser's back to Fraser's classroom because uh, Fraser convinced Olivia to get Professor Sharma to come and watch like one of his lectures. I call this Fraser Hall. <laughs> nice, Provost Sharma. Very impressed. Impressed the students were so engaged. Fraser cares a lot about the rapport with his students and will not talk to David right now. He might as well just, like, put his hand, like, directly in David's face and just push him away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But this is why I was saying, like, David argues that he, David says he's gonna give his paper on Saturday, like, tomorrow, and Fraser says you can have maybe the weekend. Maybe this is Saturday class. <laughs> I guess maybe it's a Saturday class. I know that seems strange, but there was definitely at least one class that I was in that had some kind of Saturday class. But it was rare. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because of the kind of class it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was a science class. If, and if you know where I went to school, that's weird as heck. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Okay. So, it's all gone well. Olivia and Pro- uh, Provost Char- Sharma, ready to go. And Frazier cuts in to suggest that they go have coffee in his office and okay olivia trying just just the hardest to be like no <laughs> yeah no 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 please yeah. just just don't do that just yeah. don't yeah uh, i will say i had uh, a moment oh, the thing about okay go ahead because because um she's starting to say that they should go essentially and fraser's like Go discuss this over coffee in my office. You should be, you, you're a mind reader. You should be head of the psychic department. And part of me was like, what if there is one now? There could be. Wow. There could be. There is not a you psychic do, you don't department. Know that. This could be an alternate universe. We've found that psychics exist. You know what? I like this world. Okay. Yeah. I'm just Anyways. Like, could be. Olivia mm-hmm. does get some premonitions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. She's hearing the boy like- screaming, quit on your head. But she's like, I wonder what that could possibly mean. Fraser just goes, beats me. Literally this- runs ahead to go make preparations. Yeah. This, you know, what this reminds me of is that there was like a meme of like, it's Garfield looking at a sign that says no Garfields. And he was like, I wonder who that's for. <laughs> Which isn't actually what happens in the episode of Garfield and Friends that that's from. That's not what he says, but like that's the meme and that just became a thing. Just people being like, obviously the rule is to say don't do this, and like you are not, you specifically are not allowed. And so that person being like, I wonder who that's for. This I literally is- feel like a certain person that was in the White House for four years <laughs> that yeah. could. That could be the whole meme uh-huh. for them. Uh, yep. Yikes. Garfield? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was orange. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> sure was. <laughs> yeah, but this just felt like that. Just being like her clearly saying to Fraser, "Do not do this thing." And he's like, I love "Wonder that, what that means." And he just. <laughs> Um, I also love him in the office uh-huh. telling Alan to guzzle down his drink. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, I don't want this to seem like a boozy clubhouse. Just guzzle down, please. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, can't like a man just like savors like before dinner cocktail? And it's 11 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't know when Alan eats dinner, okay? <laughs> Yeah. Also, uh, do they just have this <laughs> like, coffee ser- rotating coffee serving yes, tray like yes, just in their office yes, ready to go? I know. I found that to be so weird. And I'm like, is this coffee or is this for tea? What is this green tea service they have going on? Yeah. This is actually just a toy for Margaret Scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> That they're using to serve coffee for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. I love it so much. Um, (laughs) I love how he's like, I'm not gonna guzzle it. He's like, oh, I'll just add it to the coffee and he pours it in. Yeah. And (laughs) this early in the morning, obviously, that makes sense. It's not a pre. Like, also, a pre-dinner cocktail. A cocktail implies it's not just a glass of liquor. A cocktail is a mixed drink. Look, anything can be a cocktail if you say it is. So, <laughs> rum mixed with more rum, I guess. Uh-huh. And then, okay, David comes in the office to drop the paper off. Uh-huh. But he also wants him to leave immediately. But it's too late because Provost Sharma and and Olivia show up. Mm -hmm. And I do enjoy so much how Fraser says he's having a one-on-one salon. Yeah, salon. Yeah, that. Yeah. I can't even do it. Uh Uh-huh. Because it it brings me back to the other episode. The which other episode? The other thing with the, with the cooking, with the very, like... The saboteur? Yes. Uh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Could you not get that with my, like, hand gesture? <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I did not get that from that hand gesture. <laughs> also, what... If, if... Okay, if David is having this much trouble with getting a B in his class, all I can think is what has to be going through his mind to have Frazier say to the provost that he's one of his struggling students. Like, could you imagine being David, who is so upset about a B, and having Frazier say to the provost of Harvard, like, uh, a provost at Harvard, that you're struggling? Would to, like, this is never just, but it would just, I feel like that is the most, like, that's the worst thing Fraser's ever said since he called Lilith a sports lover. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> but also, now let's hear about Sharma's love of honey buns. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my gosh, I have never loved a seed more than pro Sharma going on about honey buns. I know. Just talking about 
just what is a bun? What is a honey bun? I know. Get, getting into it, and then they're all secretly behind the scenes trying to sip all the coffee to mm-hmm. because David has spun the coffee around, yeah. and no, we don't know which one has Alan's booze in it. Now they're all like guzzling it down. Uh-huh. Everyone's guzzling it down. Yeah, um, it's definitely not the one that had the most in it because it uh, had liquor poured into it after the coffee was poured. <laughs> Yeah, but that, yeah. <laughs> but that's not the funny way to handle it. The they're not the geometry department. <laughs> Wait, the physics? It'd be geometry or it could be geometry. Math. It could be so many things. <sighs> Aerospace. <laughs> dentistry. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, okay. Pecans. I to me well, I was gonna say a to me. A honey bun is a specific thing that I've only ever had purchased for like 75 cents from like a gas station. (laughs) (laughs) Does the gas station make it? No, it's like a... I know exactly what you're talking about, but they definitely have honey buns at like donuts, like at donut places. I know. The thing is, where the the first place in this area where I worked, there was a gas station that I would sometimes go to, and like a honey bun would sometimes be my breakfast. I would stop at this gas station while walking up the hill to to work. I would stop at this gas station and buy a like seventy five cent honey bun because I was I was like, well, I need something, and I'm trying to spend as little money as possible, because I didn't make very much at the time, and I was like, uh, breakfast is a honey bun at this gas station. Anyways, did it come with pecans? It did not. Oh, so you did not have a delicious duo, then. I did not have a delicious duo. It was just a plastic-wrapped, like, like just, just dough and honey. Dough and honey and the 45 other ingredients that are well, listed yeah, on the back for sure. that make it not mold for 40 years. <laughs> for sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Fraser being very Goldilocks and like, oh, this is too hot or too cold or, you know, <laughs> just give me your coffee. <laughs> yeah. Give it. Yeah. Give it. But Professor Sharma saw him drink from that one, so he'll just keep this one. And... <laughs> Fresh. Is there brandy in this? Is there brandy in oh this coffee? And Alan, Alan being, oh, Alan's like, don't worry, I got this for you. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, it's Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what? What? Alan? Alan wasn't even trying to help. Alan was just, yeah. wh- just the worst. He just cares about the integrity of what liquor is being drunk at a particular um, moment. Actually, it was rum. Yeah. Also, it's all I have to think is like, I feel like rum is one of the few liquors you almost never see somebody just drink from a from a rocks glass like that. Um, except that one party where you were like, let's do shots of rum! And that was wrong. That was incorrect. I was very young and that was incorrect. I didn't know anything about drinking at the time. I didn't really know. It was absolutely wrong. It was incorrect. And that's why I'm saying... But it would have been correct if it was in a rocks glass. 
with uh, rocks. But there's no rocks even. Because then you can make that soup with it after. <laughs> Stone soup. I just feel like nobody drinks just room temperature rum from a rocks glass. I mean, yeah, some people do. I mean, people who care about liquor the way Alan does don't drink rum at room temperature from a rocks glass. I don't know what kind of nice rum this is. I'm just saying that. Maybe uh, Margaret Scratcher picked it out. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, so it didn't really go well. Didn't go great. Didn't go great for the person that's like, maybe no drinking. Yeah. Anyways, the next section is called Sting Operation. Yep. Mmm, a bee joke. <laughs> Anyways, there's bees in the vestibule. Yeah. Wait. And you got a Freddy's home. Yep. Bees in the vestibule. Please close them because I, Fraser, am making pastries, which mm -hmm. of course I wrote down honey buns. Mm -hmm. Because of course he's making honey buns. Right. Oh, so even Fraser's A story is a B story because it's honey. <laughs> wow. I didn't even get the honey joke. Yeah, because his honey buns are part of the professor's. Because I was saying before, like uh -huh, the only story uh -huh. that isn't about the bees is the professor's story, is the A story, but even that has honey buns in it, so even that is a B story. Not to mention buns that start <laughs> with the letter B, the well, end. Also that, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I love how Freddy brings up, like, oh, so yeah, this thing didn't go well. You're just going to quit while you're ahead and, uh -huh. like, Try again next year? Uh -huh. You know, I'm kidding. Tell me your stupid plan now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't even finish the sentence. Like, he just kind of says it and then immediately goes into it. He's I'm like, joking, obviously, just tell me your you're not going to do the most normal thing here. Right. You're making these honey buns to what now? Yeah. Um, and I like it. He, I loved the line after that when Fraser explains what the stupid plan is. He's like, oh, you're making honey buns. And I called the plan stupid. Like, <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So when David storms in uh -huh. about his B minus, mm -hmm. and he leaves the door open, I mean, yep. no, there are bees in the vestibule. Yeah, I I gotta say, I got, I immediately got vibes of like, like Donnie Wahlberg in like The Sixth Sense. I got like, my girl vibes. <laughs> it's like you failed me. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Oh, oh. <laughs> like David talking about getting a B minus on this paper. It's true. Listen to me, old man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just yeah, I love that way he's talking about giving like a calm, even-handed oral presentation at oral defense, and then as soon as Fraser is not ready, he's like, "Listen, old, listen to me, old man." <laughs> like. That's his calm, even-handed defense. I also love that when Freddy overhears uh -huh. the, like, grade he got, he was like, oh, what? Wh but what about this? I mean, whatever. Or, yeah. or, you know, but what about this thing? Yeah. Yeah, he goes all off on, like, all the things that actually matter in this paper. It's like, psh, psh, whatever. Go Pats. Whatever, Dweebs. Like, he's just so, Oh, my like God. Go Pats. Whatever, Dweebs. is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh 
<laughs> Alta David th- threatening to throw Fraser out the window, and then when Fraser says they're on the first floor, he's like, "I'll do it, however many, however many times it takes." Yep. <laughs> like, wow. Like, I mean, all of this is very silly and very funny, but it also makes me very nervous because Fraser gets this like bee sting here, uh-huh. and. He's not allergic per yeah. se. He says he might get splotchy. You don't use an. He asked for an EpiPen. You do not use an EpiPen for getting splotchy. Use an EpiPen for anaphylactic shock. Well, I don't know why. I don't know. No, I looked it I up. Mean, I was like, do you use. Does this do anything for. Hives? Getting splotchy? No. You, you use EpiPen exclusively for. You're going into anaphylactic shock. Well, I guess that's why he was supposed to go to the hospital afterwards. Yeah. I mean, Freddie says you got stung by a bee. Do the use the EpiPen? Though. Yeah. Well, it's but uh, this part I find very strange because Fraser says he's worried about getting splotchy. Freddie hears later he got stung and. Gets kind of panicked, like Frazier needs to get. Yeah, and I'm so, like, you know, if you're a, so allergic to bees that you're going to go into anaphylactic shock. If anyone knows that, you you do. Like, mm-hmm. if you're an adult and you're gonna you're allergic enough to bees to go into anaphylactic shock, nobody knows that better than you do. So when he says he's going to get splotchy, I'm like, okay. He he might have a reaction. He's not. He doesn't need the epipen. So I always I thought it was very strange when Freddie was like th- immediately like David needs to give him this epipen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, he should not use this epipen if that's not what his reaction is to these bees. Like mm-hmm. he absolutely should not use this. This could kill him. It would be, or like, it would be very bad. Well. It is very bad. Yeah. Um, we do get to hear. I don't know if you actually wrote it down. I did write it down because yeah, da- uh, David, David will only give up his pen if Fraser will listen to his like oral presentation, yeah, essentially for sixty seconds. And I love that he's like, "It's fine. You got the sixty seconds." He's trying to leave. To go to the professor thing. Yeah. They're all waiting for him. He's been stung by a bee and his own, what, nephew? Nephew? Nephew, yeah. Is threatening him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's hear, let's hear the speech. I mean, it's a defining moment for the show. It's a defining moment for the show and also for. I think this character, like, I mean, I'm not going to read the, I don't, I'm not going to read the entire speech. I did write it all down. Okay, okay, but you could just, le- it is, but it is, it is an impassioned speech basically Im- using the theories of B.F. Skinner about, like, behavioral analysis and about, like, that basically imply that what the world sort of does to you makes you who you are so that as grains as grains they all have to try to get the highest grade the greatest title the best thing and that's why like he has to fight for this because he's a crane 
I was going to make a crane noise and then was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I would not be surprised if I did that on in the previous podcast as well. Uh-huh. Anyways. <laughs> wow, there's a crane in the room. <laughs> well, like, I do. I really enjoy. I do enjoy this performance and this speech a lot. Like, I, yeah, th- I agreed. Me too. There, there are a few David moments that the, I've like, enjoyed. The audience goes wild here. The yeah. fake audience, the no, real I think audience. Real. It's a real audience. I well, think. they go wild here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and like this is probably the like the best like sort of David moment on the show. I think like there have been things that I've liked. There's things I haven't liked, but. I feel like as as like a character moment, this is a this is a good one for him. And <laughs> it really does like like this, I believe. It's like the stuff about specifically Niles being this like like real like sort of tyrant that's like forcing this. I'm like Yeah, it I sounds don't like buy Ted's that. dad from Bill and Ted. Oh yeah. Like, like, I don't buy that, but I buy this idea that just sort of, like, as a family, this is just who they are. Yeah. This I buy. Like, I'm like, yeah, this I get. It's it's not, it's just not the idea that it's because Niles is, like, forcing this because he's a monster. Uh, you know, it's, uh, but just being like, it's just inherently a part of who they are as an entire family. I mm-hmm. can be like, yeah, that, that I get, that I believe. Mm-hmm. And it feels like because they're doing this thing about Skinner, whose whole thing is about like reward and punishment being what drives behavior, they, it's like they made Niles this tyrant. To turn to, to explain it because they had to for the plot, yeah, yeah, of this episode, yeah, because it's about Skinner. But I'm like, it could they could have just picked a different psychologist, no, but that they clearly picked that one intentionally to draw attention to this idea of what brings them all together and what sort of unites them as cranes, right? But Skinner specifically requires some outside force on David. To make him this way. His outside force is Fraser, is Niles. Right. And that's why I'm saying Niles isn't the person the who curse. does that. Yeah. The curse. The, I feel like th- there's someone else that made more sense. It's Babe Ruth. <laughs> it's Babe Ruth. Uh huh. Has cursed the cranes. <laughs> yes. And you have to eat the special ice cream made only in Boston <laughs> so the Red Sox win. <laughs> if you don't uh. get it, you don't get it, and yeah. it's fine. If you know, you know. Anyway, so Fraser's arguing that like he can still only give a B plus. Like it was just it was kind of desperate and heavy handed, and that's when Freddie injects him with the EpiPen, which he definitely didn't need, but he gets it anyway. And then they need to bring him to the hospital because they basically just gave him some adrenaline. And then Fraser's like. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And they're like, no, you have to. And he's like, okay, I'll sit here while you guys go do the stuff. And then he was like, see you in hell, suckers. I'm going to be a professor. Yeah. And then a 60-year-old, the 68-year-old professor outruns the 33-year-old firefighter. I mean, 
Because, like, that has to be what happened. He has he- a golf cart. <laughs> that, like, we have to just accept that Freddy, who's got the sort of job that means that at the start of every work shift, he goes and runs up a Stairmaster thing, the equivalent of, like, the height of the Prudential Center building, couldn't catch Frasier, who's 30-plus years older than him, and a psychiatrist. <laughs> We just have to accept that that's a fact. All right. So now we're back at Fraser Hall. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't... We're just going to continue on. Okay. Provo Sharma is like, should we be worried about Dr. Crane? Yeah. With a little, little drinky gesture. Yes. A little and drink, then, drinky Dr. Crane. And then Fraser can be, hear, can be heard, mm-hmm. like, saying... How does this doorknob work? Yeah. I don't know if we said, cause, but the reason they said they need to go to the hospital is because the EpiPen can cause dizziness or worse. And um, worse seems to be happening. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, he appears to be really drunk. So he does mm-hmm. need to get EpiPen to be really drunk looking <laughs> for Provo Sharma. Yeah. And um, Olivia immediately is just like, um, adjourn, adjourn, yeah, adjourn, it's a shut it down, let's yeah. just, it's gotta be done, um, yeah. and then I love, like, Frazier coming in there, all red, yeah. it looks, because Sharma thinks, like, he's just, like, on a bender, uh-huh. and he, it doesn't he's help been, when he says, my son took my keys my away, my son took my keys away, but it didn't stop me, <laughs> And Olivia being like, oh, good, he's unhinged. And I love, like, he basically collapses on the floor, and he's like, I have the floor. (laughs) And then He also says he took a shot. Yes, he said that he took a shot. Yeah. But that's not, he meant an epi shot, like an epi pen shot. Uh And then... I like how Sharma's like, I'm going to call 911. And then, you know, Olivia's and, already like yeah, typing. I'll call 911 while you put him on probation. And she's like, I'm, all, I'm already almost done with the paperwork. It was amazing. It's so good. He made the honey buns, though. He, he made, made honey, honey buns. Yeah. I mean, Professor Sharma, I bet they're going to be really good. I bet they'd be delicious. And so Professor good. Sharma will never have a single one of them. I'm so sad. Yeah. Because they're going to be so good. I bet they'd be so good. They're covered in bees. They're covered in bees. Okay. And now we're in to the crane curse. Yep. Where we're back at David and Hugo's room. <laughs> Hugo's? Oh, I didn't yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Okay, so what There's they so clearly have. There's so much on the have, walls. And I'm so much on the walls. Okay. So... When they're standing by the doorway going in, they clearly have a little shared space where mm-hmm. Freddy spent the night. But yep. then there's a thing that says David's room. And right. the thing that it's like another little thing. And it's like, Hugo, please call me. We need to talk. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I did not see that. So Hugo is either in his room, not in his room. Hugo's got someone to talk to. Yeah. There's a... There's so much on the walls here that I wanted to investigate. There's, like, a map that I'm like, what is that? Because it looks like it's either from Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, but I'm pretty sure it's neither, and I don't know what it is, and I'm like, what is that? Mm -hmm. There's, like, 
a lot of interesting things is it's, there's the the uh uh the pi r uh, uh, poster that's like pi r squared no pi r round oh yeah 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 there's, yeah yeah there's so many things on the walls that i'm like oh i want to okay I how does freddy get into the storm how does anyone get in anywhere how did david get into the apartment to start this conversation he does he though? Uh, he must. I Everybody don't know. There's has a key bees to in the vestibule. It's open. How it's did open. Frazier get in there in the first place in the first episode? Literally, everybody's no, just walking into I'm places. I'm just saying, in a dorm, you I usually know. there's a person that's assigned you in. You can't just like walk in. Always throughout this entire show, people are just going into places that they absolutely could not actually get into. That's how the scenes start, Dave. Thank you. No, you know well, how what? they get in. You know how they get in? Mind palace. Mind powers. Okay. Learned from 20 years of studying Daphne. Okay, cool. Um, That's how. I don't know. Is an X-Men type of thing going on? And yeah. Phoenix Force. Look. David and Freddy, like, have both been around the people who have been closest to studying Daphne's Phoenix Force powers. Okay. Anyways, David's going to drop out of Harvard because he yeah. has one way to atone. He's going to drop out, mm-hmm. become a fireman because no. it's medium hard, right? Yeah. There, you know what gets me the most about David saying that he's going to do this? He was at the fire station right, right, already. Right. But it's him, the way he says, fireman. Yes, agreed. <laughs> like, agreed. <laughs> and also, he got stuck on his bunk bed. Yeah, because the ladder fell down. <sighs> yeah. But there's just something about saying it, fireman. Like hitting the man oh, yeah. b- so it's hard. Definitely it's like, intentional. You've never. Oh, you don't even know how to. You're not even comfortable, like, or familiar. Like, it isn't natural for you to say the word fireman. No. And I'm like, <laughs> this is not going to work. There's so many reasons it ain't gonna work, but if if it probably got was, burned at fire festival, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like never again. I'll never mess with the flames. <laughs> uh, Anyways, a- I do like how Fre- uh, like David's whole thing is that he's like, I'm just smart. It's all I have. If I can't get more than a B, what's the point? Which mm-hmm. is very silly. Yeah. His first word was Dada. <laughs> right. That's normal, right? Um, no, he means, you know, d- at the Dada exhibit at the Met, because <laughs> Ovs, mm-hmm. yeah. Ovs, that was a very obvious joke if you know anything about Dada. <laughs> Anyways, you know, Freddy's got brains and brawn. He could sell a paper towel. Right. Plus, he can eat all the tree nuts he wants. <laughs> Which is funny, but also, like, again, it's, it's, they keep doing this in this show, and they did it in the, in the original Frasier, too, where implying that, like, a food allergy implies some sort of, like, inherent weakness as a person, and it's like, no, it's just, like, the biggest, strongest- What's the biggest- Okay, it seems really weird because our culture has a lot of hang-ups around food in mm-hmm. general- so it seems really weird because a person that will can and will eat anything is also not good. Right. So well, like if what if you only ate tree nuts 
That would not be good. No. What I mean is, like, you can be big and strong and tough and all all this stuff and just be allergic to tree nuts. Like, that's not... It has nothing to do with anything. And also, it's like, people people aren't aren't defined by, like, just one quality about them. Right. I mean, I'm not just a podcaster. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we know that about you. No. No. Why would you... Dave... Okay, so then we have the whole thing about how both Fred and David feel like they're never good enough. Mm-hmm. They had to go to trigonometry camp instead of algebra yeah, camp with all, all their, their friends. friends are chilling at, at having a chill time at algebra camp, taking it easy. You know what? Why is their family like this? Why do they try so hard? Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, you know, I I love this moment from Freddie. Where he explains, like, when he left Harvard, it wasn't because of just, of, like, the pressure. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he didn't want to do this. Yeah. David's happy at Harvard. Mm-hmm. He's got world-class libraries, multiple acapella groups. <laughs> 1.02 women for every guy. That's really interesting, because mm-hmm. usually there's more women to men at college. That's what he said. Okay, well, then more there you go. More women than men? Yeah. Yeah. 1.02 women. Oh, okay, don't write none. So, which, like, it feels like a low ratio, I guess, compared to a lot of other places. That makes it sound like it's more even. Yeah, it's extremely close to 50-50. Which I think it's like 1.5, it's like higher usually at college, that it's like a little higher. Yeah. Anyways, that's the crank cars. Yeah, but also that's how Freddie's like, you shouldn't just leave because you gotta be. You don't leave because you gotta be. You don't leave something that makes you happy because one time you didn't get a perfect grade. You, he left because he wasn't happy. David's happy here. You don't leave for that reason. Mm-hmm. So, which I think is really important. And also, but also, Freddie figured out like, hey, like, I like how this this is also kind of saying that like, I like this episode because the a thing I like about this episode. There's more I don't like about this episode than than I have in previous ones. Is, but the one thing I do like is that it it's one of the rare episodes that has Freddy realize, like, I actually do like being openly academic about things, even if I don't want academia to be my life. Yeah, he liked writing that paper. Yeah. He was like, I liked exercising my intellectual side. Yeah, which I like. like uh, yeah, I like the sort of awareness at the end where they sort of commiserate about how like the pressures of like what it's like for them to be the children of the like of the cranes mm-hmm. of Niles and Fraser, which we know it would be hard. Yeah. They're hard on each other. Yeah. They're hard on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um and so I like that. And then I like where Freddie's like, yeah, it was actually kind of fun writing that paper and I would love to help you do this mm-hmm. you know and i really like that kind of friendship yeah 
I also like the end scene. I really like the Zen scene. We're at Mahoney's with uh-huh. Eve sort of closing up, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then, you know, Freddy's got his head down, like yeah. he maybe had a few too many. Mm-hmm. And then Eve is like, and Eve's like grabbing a napkin or it's something. Like a, it's like a bar cloth, like. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And then it continues on yeah, and on and on and yeah. on until it gets to like the heart print, like boxers. Uh-huh. And then he just puts his head up and does a little goofy smile. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. I, I got to tell you, the. Absolutely, if I had continued the very brief amount of time that I tried to learn, like, magic tricks and things when I was a kid, I would <laughs> I would absolutely still do stuff like this today, like, 100%. Like, if I had ever actually gotten any good at that, I would absolutely... There was a... So, there was a thing from that I got from, like, the, the town library once that was, like, a little kit to learn magic and i was definitely trying to learn magic from it um yeah of course of course and, i also wanted to learn magic as oh a kid. man if i like i'd ever gotten <laughs> to the point that i could do this kind of stuff like absolutely this is the kind of stuff i would still be doing today like this is the dumb things that like i would do just randomly for no reason other than just to do a fun little goof. I saw, apparently, like, Steve-O from the show Jackass uh-huh. went to clown college. Mm-hmm. And I, he's like, oh, I think I can do this thing. And he balanced his glasses, like, <laughs> on the bridge of his nose or something. Uh-huh. Some kind of thing that seems impossible to do and he's like i've learned this in clown school and i'm like what like i don't normally watch things with him in it but i didn't know he went to clown school and there's Uh something about that that i really found charming where Uh he's just like oh yeah i can just do this like goofy thing because he's just like a stump person that does bad ideas i Mm -hmm. feel like everything that they do is just a bad idea a lot of it's a pretty bad idea. I do know, like... But I do love the idea of, like, clown college and just the teacher things like balancing things on your nose. Uh-huh. There was... Well, we were talking about magicians in an earlier episode of this. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned uh, a person that I've seen talking about, like, magic scenes in... Mm-hmm. movies and one of them was from the most recent jackass movie i think or one of the jackass movies uh-huh. and it was johnny knoxville like pouring some milk into like a top hat and then putting it on his head and uh-huh. the milk doesn't fall out but then a bowl like while he's doing it they release a bowl and he's trying to r- escape the bowl and then he gets knocked over by the bowl and it's, it's a ridiculous thing and so the guy is responding to it because he actually designed that trick <gasps> for jackass hi yes um we're looking for an experienced magician i'd uh-huh. like to put milk in my hat uh-huh. put it on my head and they get chased by a bull yeah but that's the thing is like the Pour a liquid into a hat and then be able to put the hat on is like kind of a 
a classic trick like um it, you don't have to tell a magician about a classic trick okay but what changes it up is being able to do that and then get knocked over by a bowl and not covered in milk because like there is a thing happening and like a little bit trickles out of the hat uh-huh but it doesn't like he doesn't get like covered in milk is it like a 10 gallon hat no it's like just a top hat i know but if it was a really big hat, it could <laughs> hold true. a lot of milk. <laughs> it sure could hold a lot of milk. Anyway, uh, I just thought it was interesting because you were talking about Steve-O going to Clown Call yeah, and yeah, doing yeah, this yeah. thing. And I was like, oh yeah, we also talked about a magician who did a thing with one of the Jackass movies. So, so weird. A mo- movies I haven't seen, haven't watched yeah. any of the TV shows. I know nothing. I just was randomly watching another YouTube series. Uh-huh. Where Steve-O was on it, and I was like, this is weird that he's on this. Yeah. And then I was like, still Steve-O, though, because yeah. here here, I, here he is on the yeah. very serious show, yeah. balancing glasses on him that he learned how to do in clown college. I'm jealous I went to the wrong school. Uh-huh. Anyway, we should uh, move on. Uh, anything else yeah. you want to say about this episode? No drinks. Yeah, drinks on this. We got more Mahoney's Gold Ale. It's funny. I feel like you go to a tap room, they've got a lot of different kinds of beers. Everybody's drinking Mahoney's Gold Ale. It's, it's the like best the one, one thing they got. It's the best one. It's all they got. Also, Fraser orders both a Bordeaux and a mispronounced Hibiki 21, uh, both of which get delivered. But uh, uh, there's also some coffee, one of which has some rum in it. Indeed. Those are the only drinks in this. And and honey bun juices. <laughs> some honey. EpiPen <laughs> liquid. Some epinephrine. They don't really drink the epinephrine. No, your veins drink it up. <laughs> your veins do drink it up. They sure do. All right. I still want to ask what's a good word, but I think you don't have a what's a good there word. There were a lot of good words in this when they're pontificating at the uh-huh. beginning. I, I've given it up. I've given it up. It's still just in my every time I copy the end notes. And I know, a what's but the good I word. don't do this podcast is different, just like the show's different. Yeah. I wear sneakers now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, want to rate the episode? I do. I give this a four. Yeah. Bees in the vegetable. <laughs> bees in the vegetable. Bees in the vegetable. Bee, bees in the veg. Bees in veg. Bee, bee. I don't know. It feels like it feels. There's something about the phrase "bees in the vestibule" that feels like a rap. Yeah. Or like something that would be like in an error song and repeated like in a little just a like, bees. bees in the vestibule. Bees. Yeah, and then that's the only line Bees in the, in the entire song. Bees in the vestibule. Bees in the vestibule. <laughs> Bees in the vestibule. Bees in the vestibule. Bees in the vestibule. Ferris! Vestibule. Again, if you don't know what we're talking about, you should definitely listen to A Different Direction. It's simultaneously just like this and very different from this. And I 
like i love it we're gonna be getting back to it in just a couple of episodes like we've got a couple more episodes of this to do and then we gotta get back to a different direction you already just told people we're gonna do money pine yeah that's one extra episode that's a one extra that's at least like a 15 hour episode yeah but it's one then a different direction okay. i'm just saying look it up on your podcast your podcatcher Podcatcher? That's that's a phrase people I've heard people use is a term people I've heard people using okay. recently. On your podcatcher. On your podcatcher. If you have trouble finding it, include TGIF arcade. It makes it easier to find. Cause it turns out a lot of people say a different direction a lot and make, and and we are bad at um Names. SEO. So We're uh, bad at FAO. <laughs> SEO search engine optimization. Oh, SEO. Yeah. But, you know, if you don't know why we're making weird Ferris Bueller noises at you, that'll help you understand that. Um, and hear more of us in between this and the next, uh, when if there's a new season of this show. Um, I hear that there is going to be one. I, uh, I've seen nothing that I trust that says I, there will I be. I've seen nothing that i trust yeah either. so i this is not an announcement of any kind that we know nothing i've seen nothing that i trust that says it i uh, uh, i'm down but until there is or isn't check that out anyway i still haven't rated the episode uh, i guess also for like i want to go you want to give it like a 3.8 yeah i do I actually know. Yeah, I think it's a 3.8 honey buns. Because... You it, became me. I know, because... On the old podcast. I know. Uh, uh, or, no, you know what? 3.8 Professor uh, Provost Rigby's. No one likes a Rigby. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Uh, uh, because, yeah, I... I I really liked elements of this, but there are elements of it that really just didn't hit for me also. Yeah, this was a strange one. Like, I agree. Uh, elements of it are a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Like, it isn't bad. It, it, it's just like... It's because it's a to David episode. My issue isn't even with David, is the thing. Mine is. I don't... There's just my issue. There's a lot of logic issues that are my problem with it. Where I'm just sort of like, this doesn't. You wouldn't do this. This doesn't make sense. Like, and I know, like, so much of Frasier is that, but it's like in a way that like it doesn't make it funny, or it's just sort of like, what? You can't look past it because you're you're getting too stuck in those things. It wasn't funny enough to make you look right. past those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah as, as our friend Sarah once put it, it doesn't turn off my Dave. <laughs> like it's not good enough to turn it's not good enough to turn off my day need Dave. an allen wrench for that hey <laughs> um is that what allen's here for to put a wrench on things could be i mean he does do that a yeah, lot Yeah, i know i think about <laughs> professor rodney every day <laughs> uh i think about that gauntlet arm and i just love it yeah uh, all right. Anything else you want to say before we close out the episode? 
Um. Yes. Okay. I want to remind everyone to don't forget to look behind things <laughs> because there could be bees in the vestibule. <laughs> bees in the vestibule. Bees in the vestibule. I don't know what this fireworks. <laughs> the European honeybee is an invasive species. Bees in the vestibule. Sorry, I'm just doing a weird, trying to do a weird air song. Anyway, thank you for that. And with that, this has been episode 1208 of Dust and Scrambled Eggs, The Bee Story. And this is TGIF Arcade wishing you all good mental health. Y'all know how this goes. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a TGIF Arcade production. For more information about the show, you can follow us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter and Blue Sky. You can write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. If you like the show and want to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade or rate the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Life's calling again. Bean Town, we do love you mad.